Welcome to Giant Cocktails Happy Hour, a podcast where two amateur mixologists introduce homemade cocktails and discuss what makes each one a giant hit. Now, here are your hosts, Finn and Matthew Henry. Welcome to the Giant Cocktails Happy Hour, where the ice clinks, laughter flows, and the spirits are always high. I'm your master mixer, the ever-pouring, ever-exploring Matthew the Muddler Henry, here to guide you through the classic labyrinth of liquors and liqueurs. And sitting across from me, donning a cape made entirely of rare vintage labels and a crown crafted from the finest corks is none other than Ben, the Baron of Bitters, Henry, the grandiose guru of garnishes, the Sultan of stirs, and the ultimate emperor of eccentric elixirs. Strap in, listeners, as we dive into another episode filled with laughter, lore, and of course, a libation or two that'll make your taste buds tango. Cheers to another unforgettable happy hour. How you doing, Baron or guru or sultan or emperor i don't even know like it just went off and so how you doing i'm doing pretty good now (laughs) the thing is too is i specifically told it just for one like one honorific and then it just didn't want to listen it was like no ben's better than that (laughs) finally chat gpt knows who i am right well and obviously i'm enjoying your your cape of rare vintage labels and your crown of finest corks but yes the crown of corks is actually i'm pretty proud of Made it myself. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did use Elmer's glue, and I'm I'm not I'm not ashamed of that. I'm not ashamed of that. My crafting skills are r- roughly kindergarten level, and uh, and that's okay. That's okay. Best part of that that project is when you get to peel the glue off your fingers. That's right. That's right. And pretend like it's like your skin, and you've got you've got like you're like a zombie, and you're just peeling your skin off. Exactly. This is usually the part where I talk about my week. Is that right? Yeah. And how I've been doing. I I was doing a lot of family support kind of stuff, right? As everybody was finishing up the school year. And I was happy to do that. I've been a little bummed, though, because our San Francisco Giants have continued to be disappointing. So it's been a mixed bag this week. But I guess if your team continuing to let you down is the worst thing that happened to you in the week, I think your week was pretty good. Or you might take your team too seriously. And I don't really want to poke into that too much. I don't want to dig very deep into that, Matthew. So I'm just going to move on and say, how are you doing? It was an interesting week, but it culminated in an exciting thing that happened yesterday at Total Booze and More. (gasps) Oh, yes. I know what happened. You gloated about it to me. Yeah, I, I was in Total Booze and More looking for soju. Yeah. As one does. Yeah. And then and and then I was like, I finally figured out what I was doing there. And then I was like, well, I'm just going to wander through a couple of other aisles, see what they got. And I saw it. I saw it from afar, Ben. <laughs> I rushed up to it like it was a long lost friend. And it was. There was there were five bottles. Five. Yes. But limit one per customer. Yeah. Of yellow chartreuse. Oh, yellow chartreuse. It is yellow. I did. I did frantically look around for the green. Alas, no green, but boy, I snatched that bottle of yellow up and 
and I I can't wait to to just try it. I feel like I feel like I'm loaded now. Like I could just go out and like just blow some chartreuse on any cocktail I want. Like this is this is exciting times. You could make so many yellow chartreuse cocktails right now. Yeah. Oh, and it's a 750 milliliter bottle. I just oh. You could shower in it. I could. I I could and might. You know. So <laughs> it was a good day. I. I I still have about six ounces left of green chartreuse that I have been like stingily holding on to. Mm-hmm. And so now this might this might actually ease the pain and I might actually use a little bit of my green chartreuse now going forward, too. So, OK. Oh, OK. I have a good friend who loves his favorite cocktail is the last word. Right. Yeah. Which is, you know, a perfect cocktail where green chartreuse is one of the three ingredients and and this has been a rough time for him. I bet it, it really has. And but he has been able to acquire bottles through various means. He he already had half a bottle left of his green chartreuse, so he's been sort of hoarding it. And then his wife, I believe, found one at the airport in Mexico City. So I guess Mexico City Airport might be a place where you could occasionally find some That's... some green chartreuse. So. It's good to know. Next time I'm low, I'm just gonna just gonna fly out there. I mean, it might be worth it. Quite frankly, <laughs> it might be. <laughs> uh, I have been doing. Anytime I get the hankering for a last word, I just go to a bar who has green chartreuse and use theirs. Um, now, granted, you're spending 15 bucks, but but you know, uh, you got to do what you got to do. I mean, that seems. I uh, you know, that's the premium, right? That's the premium that you got to pay so that the monks can pray to God more. I'm not saying that's not important. I'm not saying that's not important to them. <laughs> Just couldn't they do both, you know, like pray to God and make more, you know? Well, I think their argument was, no, Matthew, I think their argument was, well, their argument was they weren't going to scale up. Right. They weren't going to scale up to meet demand. They were just going to keep doing the same amount they've always done. Which then caused everybody to hoard like they did with the toilet paper in 2020. Exactly. It was toilet paper all over again. Yeah, it's just you hoarders. If you have more than one bottle of green chartreuse, send it my you way. Two... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you have two options. I guess you have three options. Send it to Matthew, send it to me, or be deeply ashamed of yourself. Preferably option A or option B. Really, option B. B is for Ben. <laughs> uh, well, maybe this is a nice segue into the question I have for you. Because New Year's is approaching, just a few days away when this airs, and I, I just wanted to know, are you a New Year's resolution kind of guy? Like, do you like think about things that you want to accomplish in the new year that you're going to change or do or, you know, or maybe even not do? Because uh, I feel like, you know, I, I run an organization that happens to have a gym. Oh, yeah. And so we we do rely a lot on those types of people who are resolving to live healthier in the new year. Right. And it's a busy time for us. But then there are others out there that don't ever, you know, resolve to do anything. And so I, I you know, that kind of, I feel like that kind of strikes me as you. So I was just, <laughs> but I thought I would confirm it by asking. Are you a New Year's resolution kind of guy? Well, first of all, I do resolve to do things, Matthew. But I don't need an arbitrary date on the calendar for me to decide what I'm going to do. So the answer is no, no. And in fact, I've not done resolutions my entire life until I think last year, like 2023. I resolved in January. I planned my entire year. I will say that generally if I do feel this pull 
of the calendar, it's actually usually around my birthday, mm. more so than it is around January, the new year. The anniversary of your trip around the sun. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Because that feels more important. It does. I agree. Right. You know, because I'm more important than everyone else, <laughs> obviously. Obviously. And, you know, Rene Descartes says the only thing that I can prove, Matthew, is that I exist. He's got some other things about how, like, God wouldn't lie and therefore everything else exists too. But, like, that seems like a stretch, Rene. Seems like a stretch, buddy. <laughs> he was trying to, he was trying to you know, appease some people who might not like some of the things. He well, I think he didn't like the fact, I think he felt like, man, I nailed it with this whole I think I therefore I am thing. How do I extend it to everything else? And he couldn't do it. And so, you know, you know, he went that route. But whatever, dude. So anyway, the point is, Matthew, all of you might be a figment of my imagination, which means I am the most important person. Of course, if you're listening to this, then you are the most important person, and I'm a figment of your imagination. I'm not really sure how it works, folks. Anyway, point is, Matthew, what do you think about resolutions? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not a big resolution person either. It's it, What's interesting is that I usually... Like the weight thing, right? Like or like health thing. Like if I want to like get healthier and all that, for some reason I always pick the worst time. I usually right around the end of summer and going into fall, where I think, okay, I gotta, I gotta get healthier. I gotta do stuff. And so, so th- when it starts to get cold and wet, and there's Halloween candy and oh right, and and then Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving food <laughs> and then Christmas treats and you know all that. I pick the worst time, but every, I end up. I end up like I've I've lost like 10 pounds in the last like six months. Maybe that's the best time. Yeah. So I, I feel like, you know, I you're, like you, I don't really necessarily wait until January 1st to do things. If I see something that needs to be done, I'm going to kind of be like, you know what? I need to get off my butt and do this. But uh, and, and actually the last time that I, I did any type of like, I'm going to resolve, I'm going to have the best year yet kind of thing was 2020. And we all know how that turned out. Yeah, it was your fault. Yeah. So I just felt like, okay, enough with that, you know? So anyway, so no, not a big resolution guy, but if you are, you know, may you have an amazing 2024. May your resolutions all come true. I think you should resolve to listen to giant cocktails more. I agree. That's a good one. Put that on your list, folks. All right. All right. Well, having said that, what's, you know what time it is? Is it that time? That time for tip, tip of, of the day. day. Tip of the day, Ben. Tip of the day. And today's tip, and you know, we've we've talked about syrups in the past, but today's tip is specifically about creating a syrup that might fit, you know, whatever cocktail you're trying to to create. And for instance, today's a uh, cocktail that I'm doing is an original, and I was trying to make it unique and tie it into uh, a certain theme. And I started thinking about how I could do that. And so the two areas that I think that are really good when looking to flavor your syrups are your spice drawer and your tea, wherever you keep your teas. Because those two things can end up making some amazing syrups. In my case today, I made a green tea syrup where I just, I, I was looking through my tea stash and I found green tea and I was like, you know, I think that would go really well with what I'm trying to do there. And so I did equal parts sugar and water, threw in a bag of or two of green tea and let it steep. And, and it was amazing. So good. And I can't wait to actually try the syrup and other stuff because it was so good and blew my mind. So I figured that was a good tip to pass along to you. If you're looking for a way to kind of 
just a small little tweak to a, even an existing cocktail that you like. You know, look at look at your spice drawer or your tea cabinet and where we keep your teas and kind of decide on maybe something that might go well with it and and try it because you'll probably uh, really like it and it'll give you another unique uh, aspect of a cocktail that maybe you haven't enjoyed before. So that's my tip. Ben, do you have anything to add? Garlic salt syrup. Cumin syrup. Sure, sure. If you're a- Chili powder syrup. Now that one, you could do that. Definitely. Yeah, that that actually sounds like a good idea. Chili powder syrup. I mean, I'm not saying don't try the cumin syrup. I'm thinking the well, you know what? Honestly, the garlic salt syrup. Or just garlic powder syrup. Maybe. Oh, salt. I don't know. Well, salt with sweetness, Matthew. Like that's a really this a good thing. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Oregano syrup. Yeah, I'm gonna pass on that. <laughs> <laughs> Crystallized ginger syrup. Yeah. <laughs> which is just ginger syrup. I, I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All spice syrup. Yeah. I think I've done that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I did that one. I made a syrup with all spice in it. All right. Anyway, point is, good tip. Good tip, Matthew. I like it. I like it a lot. Thank you. All right. So it is time for the cocktails, and I know it is my turn to go first. So I am going to just jump right into my cocktail. Now, I think I mentioned when I was at Total Booze and More that I was looking for a specific spirit. Soju. I was looking for soju. And soju is a spirit that is popular in South Korea. And the reason I'm choosing that is because if you follow this po- this podcast, you may also be a fan of the San Francisco Giants who just signed Jung-Hoo Lee, who is from South Korea. And so I thought I would create a cocktail that was a nod to my new favorite South Korean. So I'm calling this cocktail... Soju Love Jung Hoo. So this cocktail has two ounces of soju, a half ounce of ginger liqueur, three quarter ounces of the green tea syrup, one ounce of lime juice, and a dash of Angostura bitters. And you throw all those into a cocktail shaker with ice, give it a good shake for 10 to 12 seconds, and then double strain it into a chilled coupe glass, no garnish. Just It comes out of this nice orangish pink color and it is very balanced i mean it's got some sweetness to it but then the bitter the tartness i should say from the lime juice really hits the back of your throat when you drink it the the green tea and the ginger play really nice it's almost like you're sipping a sour tea almost it's just i can't even explain it it's just so good and oh yeah oh yeah it just it's so balanced and smooth and with just a little bit of, of tartness at the end. And what, what's interesting about the soju, and, and if you're not familiar with it, it is a neutral spirit. Traditionally, it was made just from fermented rice. and But now the other grains are sometimes added, even like sweet potatoes and things like that. So you'll find a, a wide variety. Also, if you go to a place like Total Booze and More, they will have a bunch of like smaller bottles of soju that are all flavored. I did not choose any of those. I chose one that was just clear and straight. Uh, and when you taste it, it's similar to vodka and that it's, you know, like I said, very neutral spirit, not a lot of flavor going on, but it has a little bit more of some sweeter notes to it at the end. It actually profiles just a tiny bit sweet when you drink it. And I could see why it's so popular in South Korea. I mean, it is something that they drink uh, regularly and they, you know, will actually do it, put it in beer and, you know, they do lots of different things with it, but 
It is a really nice neutral spirit. And, and if you don't have it and you really just want to try something like this, then you could probably substitute vodka and get a reasonable facsimile of, of the cocktail. But if you've got soju, definitely go with that because it, it is really good. And I, and I will say soju is traditionally a low ABV spirit. It, uh, the highest I saw was like 25 proof or not 50 proof, I guess, 25% ABV. And uh, the one that I'm using, example, I think had 23 ABV uh, on there. Uh, so I actually, I originally made a ginger syrup as well that I partnered with it, but I wanted it to have a little bit more of a kick in the alcohol department. So I instead subbed it out for the ginger liqueur just so I could get a little bit more oomph of the alcohol into the drink. So but if you didn't have the ginger liqueur and had ginger syrup, you could sub in that as well, and it would be lovely. So that is what I'm drinking today, Ben, a soju love jung hu. Wow. First of all, I, I appreciate that you gave everybody the option of, of making this with a different spirit, like a neutral spirit, like, like vodka. Obviously, with the ABV for soju typically being lower, you would probably want to cut that or or lower the amount that you were using with, you know, and then probably replace it with water is, is what I would do. Yeah. But soju, like, it does have its own distinct taste. It is, like, it's mild, right? And it is not as, and because the ABV is lower, it's not as sharp as, right. as, as a vodka. But it does have its own distinct flavor. And so I would, and I think it probably pairs very, very well with the green tea syrup. Now, I haven't tasted your cocktail, but I imagine that the green tea flavors and the soju flavors meld very well. They do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, soju also has an interesting history. I was just looking this up and I was like, oh, apparently the Koreans learned this, unfortunately, when they were being invaded by the Mongols. And the Mongols learned how to make their stuff. So Ben went on this very long digression, but his point was, use the soju. Yeah, forget the vodka. Use we'll the soju. What, no, but interest, I, I really do like this one. It, it, so uh, what is the dominant flavor here, Matthew? So uh, it is, it's hard. I mean, I think the flavors blend so well. I mean, the ginger and the green tea, I think, are really the predominant flavors with that lime acidity on the back of your throat a little bit. Yeah. And then the Angostura, I think, just gives it a little bit of spice. And it's just, it's one of those cocktails that you make where you're like, like, I just was like, wow, this is really complex, but also just really balanced. And you can't, nothing's really jumping out. It just blends really well together. So uh, it's a great cocktail, if I do say so myself. I, I, it looks great. I do have to ask you a question because it relates to a personal thing that just happened to me. How would this cocktail be if you didn't include the Angostura bitters. Did you taste it without the bitters? Because I, I actually did not. I knew that I was going to do bitters from the very beginning. I think, I think though, that you could probably get away with something like Peychaud's as well. Mm. Mm -hmm. And just because you want that spiciness, a little bit of spiciness in there, a little bit of just twang. That, and I, I preferred the Angostura, but you could probably get away with Peychaud's. But, you know, frankly, a really good mixologist would never run out of Angostura. Well, I never said I was a really good mixologist. <laughs> Folks, I ran out of Angostura <laughs> mid 
made cocktail this past week. And did you all know that that bottle is not endless? Eventually it ends, huh? Eventually you run out of Angostura bitters. And and I, I know this is actually the third time this has happened to me in recent history, but it's still shocking every time it happens. It's still like like stunning. It's like, how could I possibly not have more of this? It really feels like something that if there's anything in the world that should just have an infinite supply of, it should be Angostura bitters. Like, if we had an alchemy jug in the real world, then it would have Angostura bitters in it. And I'm just going to leave it at that because those of you who know, you know. All right, anyway, Matthew, I like this cocktail a lot. Thank you. And, I, and I'm sure... I am certain that you put as much care and thought into your cocktail as I did into mine. Matthew, I want you to know that I worked on this cocktail. <laughs> you missed a word there. <laughs> <laughs> what? No. You worked you worked on this cocktail. Matthew, 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 as hard as it may seem, is it for you to accept that your brother isn't lazy like you seem to think he is? <laughs> I do want you to know that I did put some effort into this cocktail, and there was a lot of thinking all right we'll describe your cocktail and we'll be the judge <laughs> okay well this week folks i am presenting a cocktail that i am calling the 2023 and it is a cocktail that is meant to of course i i'm still on my bubble kick right that hasn't stopped so this this cocktail has bubbles in it uh what kind of bubbles you might ask and we'll get to that soon i know the answer don't look at me like that matthew <laughs> shut up shut up anyway uh yes this is cocktail is meant to because this is just a few days before new year's eve and because i'm doing bubbles i am creating a celebra celebratory cocktail that is commemorating the year of 2023 i am calling it the 2023 and i want you to know that i did finish the recipe for this cocktail before you listen to this episode. And I also want you to know that its original name wasn't... Ah, f*** it. <laughs> <laughs> so why am I beating around the bush? All right, look, folks, sometimes things happen, all right? Like, sometimes life gets in the way. Sometimes you aren't inspired. Like, sometimes, you know, you just, you just, you just, got, you got to get into the closet and record the episode, and you don't know what you're going to do, okay? So what you do is you take two ounces of curacao, you take two ounces of of white rum, and yes, I use the expensive white rum. I use the Kaloa white rum from Kauai, right? If you want to do Bacardi, that's fine. If you want to do cut water, that's fine. Anyway, you take two ounces of that rum, and then you combine that together into a rocks glass, and then 
you should have some <laughs> ice in there, I think. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Hang on. Hang on. Shh. I'm thinking. This is like showing up for the test and not having studied. This is like just like. What? You know. uh, you know, I've done that a lot, Matthew. That <laughs> I know you have. <laughs> and I do have a college degree. On your second try. Hey, whatever. Potato, tomato. Uh, and and then you top that with bubbles. Now, you might want to dash in some Angostura bitters in there. If you have it. Or you might not. <laughs> if, what? What are you talking about? Who runs out of Angostura bitters, Matthew? Not me. Those bottles are those bottles are endless. <laughs> okay. And then okay, so here's the thing. If you had a good 2023, folks, you know what? Enjoy that party. And you top that with some club soda. If you had a bad 2023, well, you're gonna need to add some champagne. Absolutely. Matthew, should I should I go get the champagne? <laughs> I'm I'm adding the champagne for sure. Okay. All right. All right. You know what? I'm going to go get the champagne. All right. I will be right back after this musical interlude. I'm not falling for that again. Not singing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We're going to do it together. I'm not going to trick you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not falling for that again. <laughs> All right, I'll be right back. <laughs> All right. Bound, down, bound. Seriously, I'm not, I'm not singing. Sing. What would I sing? I could sing like "Old Lang Syne" by Dan Fogelberg, which it's kind of you know it's supposed to be like a New Year's song. But it's kind of weird because you know he meets his old girlfriend at a grocery store, and you know she spills her contents of her purse, and they end up drinking beer in their car. And, uh, you know, she's married an architect and he's out touring the, the world. Um, you know, I feel like he's got the better deal out of that, what happened. Um, but, you know, unre you know, lost love and just, you know, um, it was a sad time. And, and maybe maybe Dan should have had some champagne, too. Wow, Matthew. Thank you for that wonderful TED talk. You're welcome. I see right. you got the champagne. And this time I'm going to open it on the air. I see that. Still got its wrapper on it and everything. Yeah. Yeah. This is the cheap stuff, though, folks. This is the same brand. Did I say this? In your, I don't think so. This is the same brand the Giants used to use when they would make the playoffs. Oh. But they had it branded. Like, they had the Giants logo on it. And you could actually nice. buy this in the store with the Giant logo on it. Those were the days, huh, folks? Never going to happen again. <laughs> Do you, do you still pop the cork when you're the third wildcard team? Yes. Of course they do. Of course they do. All right. Well, then, then there's there's hope. All right. And then you top that with your bubbles. Club soda, if you had a good 2023. Champagne, if you had a troublesome 2023. And, and I know some of you might be thinking, wait a second, if I had a good 2023, then I should get champagne. And you know what? Fine. The rules are loose here, folks. I just made this cocktail in the last five minutes. So, you know. <laughs> and then we drink it. All right. So you got your curacao, your white rum, and your champagne with a little bit of Angostura, if you got it. 
dashed in. That sounds kind of nice. How's it feeling? How's it tasting? I put that on the rocks. But oh, it's on the rocks, right? Not in a not in a flute. This is on the rocks. Not in a flute. It's in a rocks glass, and I garnished it with dried orange slices. And how does it taste? <sighs> Matthew, it tastes like you could drink six. Ooh. And not notice it. Nice. Folks, don't do that. Do not do that. You're going to end up getting your stomach pumped. Okay. <laughs> this is a this is a guzzler. I don't I don't know that I would call this a great sophisticated cocktail. This is a guzzler. This is perfect for like if you don't like, you know, your traditional just flute of champagne on, yeah, drink one of these. The 2023 Curacao white rum topped with champagne and I would say if you're going to do the club soda, you do need a couple shots of Angostura in here. You do. I don't know, folks. I, you, they can't all be winners. You know what I mean? Like, I got a life. <laughs> I, I I think this is great. I, I You know, they don't all have to be ultra sophisticated. And, you know, just because you didn't study for the test doesn't mean you didn't pass. Story of my life. Woo! <laughs> uh, so, yeah. No, I think... I'm I'm actually gonna go make myself one of those right after we're done recording because that sounds amazing. It is amazing. It is amazing. So there you have it, folks. <laughs> it is time to do that. Let's do that. Soju love Jung Hu <laughs> and the 2023. If you liked either of these cocktails enough to make them yourselves, or maybe you made something better. Take a Scott sponsored by Giant Cocktails of it and send it to us on Instagram, the Twitter, formerly known as Twitter, Threads, or Mastodon. We love interacting with you all, and it really helps the show. You know what else helps the show, Matthew? Leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts, which actually we had one in the last month, totally didn't notice it. And and what was even greater was that they used ChatGPT to create it. So if you want to do that as well, by all means, ChatGPT will give us an awesome review as long as you tell it to. So you know, do that. Whoever left us that great review, thank you. you, you if you, it wasn't you, you could do that as well. You could also just tell a friend. Or an acquaintance or, you know, your in-laws who you don't really like. Tell them all about us because that would really help the show. Absolutely. Brilliant maneuver. Brilliant maneuver. Yeah, we said had some contractual issues with Scott. He was getting a little too big and we needed to rein that in. You know what I mean? <laughs> so so that's what happened there, folks. But we cleared it up. Everything's good now. And on that note, uh, we will be back. We will be back on New Year's Day when we will be drinking these very same cocktails while I tell Matthew I told you so. And Matthew says, no, I told you so. About all of the free agent signings we didn't get. Or and by we, I mean Farhan Zaidi and the San Francisco Giants. Like, we had nothing to do with this. Like, we, it's not our fault. It's not our fault. Not ours. Nope. Until then, Matthew, cheers, my friend. Cheers, Ben. Goodbye, everybody. 
Oh yeah, yeah, goodbye. Right. Yeah, goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Giant Cocktails Podcast. Until next time, bottoms up. Although, would you want to live forever, Matthew? No. No, I would not. Yeah. Gosh. Because you would see some shit. <laughs> you would see the end of everything. Yeah. What if the only way that you could die was by the universe ending? You know, that's how you're supposed to, to eat and drink everything, mm. Matthew. Slurp it. So you get the, so you, yeah, you get the flavors. Slurp it? I'm way ahead of you, man.